Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I was at the uh, grocery store yesterday, as I am there every day, and uh, I was at the wine kiosk in a shocking turn of events. <laughs> and I, uh, as I'm waiting to, uh, to grab my uh, jug of red, I look over and there's a, a guy walking out. And it's around uh, 4 o'clock or so. People are getting ready for dinner. And uh, in one hand, he's got a, uh, a roasted uh, barbecued chicken, you know, the prepared ones. Mm-hmm. And in the other hand, a big jug of bleach. Oh. I thought there's an odd combination. <laughs> Perhaps he's going to enjoy his dinner and then clean up uh, the kill he made earlier. Or the tidy whities Yeah. <laughs> if the chicken goes through them. There's an odd combination of things. Sometimes mm. a guy needs a prepared barbecued chicken and some bleach. We don't know. Right. I just thought there's a there's an odd thing. It's actually a fun little game I will play sometimes with the uh, cashiers where I will uh, have my dinner stuff all ready to go, and then I'll say, guess what I'm making tonight? <laughs> and we have a little game. <laughs> it's easy when it's taco night. Right. It's ground beef and a box of shells and cheese and onion and tomatoes and lettuce, but uh, other nights I make it difficult. While the guy behind you says, shut up, old man, and just pay for your food. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making conversation. No, I know. Yeah, nobody likes to be social anymore. No. Um, I was uh, out in a social setting yesterday when last we spoke. I was heading off to do my blood work. Oh, yeah? How did that go? Got a little prick. Um, it was fine. You and I both go to the uh, the same clinic yes. um, to, to get our blood work done. And so I, I hopped over there, and it wasn't busy at all. I didn't realize, I, I'd forgotten that you can actually check in ahead of time and put your name on the oh, list. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm there every other week. Yeah, you can put your name on the list and get yourself in line before you even get no, there. No, that's a good deal. Um, but uh, So I got there, and they said you'd have to wait about 10 minutes. The only problem was is I really, I knew a, a urine sample would be part of uh, of this mm-hmm. blood work. And so when I got there, I, I really needed to go. Well, yeah, you had to go before you left. Exactly. I'd saved up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got and, and and they just, they don't do anything with you until, and they don't do that part until after you've done the blood work. And it's a long, uncomfortable crawl from the bathroom back holding that jug in your hand. Well, and I, it, it made me wonder why, if you know you're going to set up a, a clinic, which does these types of operations, mm-hmm. wouldn't you put a little bathroom facility inside that that part instead of having to put it on the other side of the waiting room? Mm-hmm. It's such a weird <laughs> setup. I know. You where everyone either got a crowded waiting room out there, and everyone knows who's going into that bathroom, what they're doing, holding their cup, and coming back out. Yeah. I'm always jealous of the other side, too, because that's x-rays, and I don't know what else is going on right. over there, but I never go in that lineup, and it's never busy. It's always the blood side that's always so packed. Yeah. Well, as I was sitting there waiting to, to get blood drawn and, and, and holding, clenching, yeah, right, right beside my spot in, uh, inside the, uh, the, the blood part was uh, <laughs> the water uh, fountain. Oh, to, to which every nurse practitioner there seemed to be filling up their water <laughs> bottle as I'm waiting. While your back teeth are floating. <laughs> we got out all right, though. Yeah. We made it okay. Now, were you able to, when you have to pee that bad, uh, were you able to not only fill the container but cut off the stream? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good sign that the prostate and all that are still working okay. well. That's good. I'll tell Dr. Downer that part. Yeah. We're all good. So when do you go see Dr. Downer? A couple weeks. 
can't wait. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I mean, actually, I should have paid. You could pay like ten bucks, and you could have your results sent to you, like online. You could see it on your phone or something like that. They said that to me too. But what are you? You can see things, but can you even read it or make no, it? Like a, I, I don't know. You can show it to your dad, and he'd tell you what it I, says. I guess so. Or, or well, because what happens in in our situation inevitably is that we'll go in and see the doctor. He'll tell us something about our numbers, and then we'll go home. Mm. You know, Adrian will ask me, and I'll say, I, I can't remember what he said. <laughs> That's <laughs> usually what happens. I can almost guarantee 100% you're going to fudge it to everybody, including me, when we talk about it on the air. There's not a chance you're going to be honest, because I know my pally. Well, I mean, what's he going to say? You need to lose a little weight. Cholesterol's high. Yeah, yeah. cholesterol is in getting into the high range. High. Yeah. You, he'll you say. He'll you don't say, need to medicate yet. That's yeah, right. He'll that say. Kind of thing. He'll, and especially based on family, it's all really based on family history. Mm-hmm. And if your dad's had issues with his heart or blood pressure or uh, or your mom has had it, then inevitably you're going to end up with it. And the so, blood pressure should be interesting because I'm usually quite good when mm-hmm. it comes to the, the blood pressure. Well, the weight gain doesn't help. No. See, if they can fit the armband over me, we'll see. The it's It's just an age thing as well. I mean, yeah, I was always... Fairly good in that department, and then uh, time creeps on. But you've got a you've got a you've got a good probably five six months <laughs> to live. <laughs> what? No, no. Before they finally say to you, "All right, time to get on the meds." Oh, you can't slow this up yourself. And it, it you know it can be. I was having this conversation in the hallway yesterday before I left. Um, I was sharing some deep, dark secrets about my life and my cheese puffs and hot sauce. Right, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you had a, a, the whole hallway of flutter. Yeah, oh, yeah, everybody was talking because it started with uh, one of our coworkers across the hall at our sister station, and he said in a very mocking way, how do you keep your Adonis figure, Craig? <laughs> and I said, oh, it's simple. It's cheese puffs and hot sauce right. every day and red wine every night, to which nobody could believe it. <laughs> So much so that uh, Becca in our newsroom needed photo- needed photos. She wanted f- photographic evidence. And so I did. I did took three really? photos and sent it to her. <laughs> One was the, che- the bag of cheese puffs beside the hot sauce. The next was the, the mixture in the bowl. Right. And the next was me shoving it in my pie hole. To which Lorianne responded to that she will open a bag of cheese puffs and leave them out for a day. Let them go stale. She wants them a little stale. Yeah. The consistency. I'm telling you, it started with the salt and vinegar chips and the hot sauce. And if people haven't tried it, give it a shot. If you like the Frank's Hot, now I'm a little too addicted to Frank's Hot Sauce. <laughs> I'm probably going through like uh, three bottles a week. But, um, uh, yeah, so that's how I keep this Adonis figure. Okay. And it was funny because... Poor Adonis. There, yeah. <laughs> His image has really changed. Adonis, Adonis looks like Chris Farley. Um it's funny too because with uh, the guy that we work with across the, the hall, um, you know, he's a complete non-drinker. I don't know that he's ever had a sip in his life, or if he has, it's been a very long time. Mm. Then three of us were having a conversation in the same office about our alcohol consumption, of which all of us agreed we all drink probably too much. And then I had made the comment about how I'm basically red wine and I don't drink much beer anymore. And um, and one of the people said, oh, well, that's 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 better then. The red wine is better. And he got this look on his face of like, oh, you guys are idiots. It's better for you. Because we've convinced ourselves, of course, that, you know, red wine somehow comes from the Lord and it must be good for us. Right. Yeah. Whereas non-drinkers, you know, it, it, it's 
Everybody's got their 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 sin, right? They, you know, we're a no, vice. A vice. Nobody's perfect. I, like I had an uncle like this. Non-drinkers, not even people who were drinkers who maybe had a problem with it and, and gave it up and are now you know uh, off the uh, uh, off the bottle. But even people just who have never been drinkers get a real smug kind of look. You know, like a oh, how could you do that to yourself? Mm. Meanwhile, they're eating like French fries every day or, you know, everybody's got a thing. I had an uncle who was like this where he just assumed alcohol was the worst thing in the world. Right. Which is not good. It's a, it's a poison. It really isn't good. But this guy was downing buckets of coffee and donuts every day. Yeah. Well, I, I love our our <laughs> our capacity to, to go straight to light feeling that that's yeah. better. Oh, yeah. Right. Like and and those non-drinkers still go to the diet coke, yeah, right, laced with aspartame, and that well, they're so much healthier than yeah. everyone else. No. But the drinkers will go to a light beer. Smokers will go to Demoriade lights, mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking, yeah. "Oh, that's doing so much better for you." Yeah, it's menthol. <laughs> it's minty. It's got to be good. We were just uh, asking if there's uh, any song that you hate the most drives you crazy. And we've had some uh, good responses. Lance can't stand shiny, happy people. I can't stand them either. (laughs) Johnny can't stand Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Okay. Although I spent a lot of time watching her videos back in the day. Those two songs, though, you don't hear that often anymore. Not that much. Uh, Matt can't stand the cranberries and zombie. It's very graphic in his hatred, and we've had two votes for zombie as being songs people can't stand. Okay, well, then Bad Wolves covered it, so it, it played you know, a lot. extra long. But at the time, you know, Dolores O'Riordan was just such a different voice coming mm-hmm. through, uh, and you didn't have a lot of female singers in, you know, grunge or alternative rock music at the time, right? Yeah. Somebody hates Jack and Diane from John Cougar. How- they were just sitting outside the Tasty Freeze, sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Leave them be. And they had a rough go of it after. It was just a little ditty. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe Diane didn't give up on Jack by now. Though. No, I, I think they did. Right. I, I, I like, uh, unlike uh, your Bon Jovi and Living on a Prayer, right. those two, they, they seem to have hung in. True. I sense um, Jack had his glory days in high school Yeah. and went on to nothing. And, and Diane, she was a bit of a debutante. I, I think she finally uh, she she kicked the, the the dirt off those old shoes of that small town and hit the big city. Really? Okay. I, I think she hit the big city. Yeah, that's what I believe. If the uh, we fast forward, they should do a movie on that. Mm. Where are Jack and Di- John Cougar should redo the song? Where are they now? Where are Jack and Diane now? <laughs> like still- we didn't start the fire. You update the song yeah. every now and then. I mean, if they're still su- sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze, they're. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Sitting in the doctor's office yeah. waiting for the diabetes yeah, test. That's right. <laughs> Anyhow, none of those are considered the worst song ever. If anybody uh, wants to know what is considered the most hated record in rock, it's uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Aerosmith. Right. Oh, like poor Steven Tyler hasn't really? had it bad enough as of late. He's <laughs> having a tough time. He won't be singing that one for a while. He won't be singing <laughs> anything. What was it? Like, like just the, the campiness? It was part of the, the Bruce Willis movie, right? Yeah, I think it's also because if you were an Aerosmith fan, it's such a cheesy ballad. But didn't I mean, they kind of do that? That Wasn't that the 90s for Aerosmith? Well, they really, I mean, they bounced back massively, right, with that Pump album. Yeah, and, uh, but then they had the crying and they, they had all yeah. those videos where he had his yeah. daughter and Alicia Silverstone in there. Yeah, it was really their thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Kokomo is number two on that list, the Beach Boys. Okay. it's You know what, it, for that song, for me, it's an earworm tune. 
As soon as I hear it, I can't get it out of my head. Right, yeah. Maybe that makes it annoying for some. Susudio, Phil Collins. Oh, shiny, happy people does show up on this list. So I, there's more than just one who can't stand this list. Okay. Yeah, but it, it, it's, <laughs> you have to be very careful when you're asking people what they don't like these days. Because mm. people are so quick to jump and tell you what they don't like. Yeah. Well, I guess it's okay to put it out there. Right. But, you know, opinions, as they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we built the city, Starship. Funny enough, that was probably their biggest hit in their Jefferson Airplane before they were Starship, and they had a, hits in the 60s. But right. that annoying trite from the mid-80s. Mr. Roboto from Sticks. I mean, they had a lot of good tunes. That certainly wasn't one of them. And Silly Love Songs from Wings. I mean, it's, you know, you don't really want to beat up on Paul McCartney because he's Sir Paul McCartney and all. But a lot of Wings music was bad. Mm. Yeah, their Wings of America was, uh, that live album was terrific. Yeah. No, they had some good stuff. Certainly. Uh, when it comes to your favorite videos of all time, and who really who watches videos anymore? They still, they still make, make them, them though. They're still on YouTube. Oh, yeah, it's a good place. Well, I know that's where Billie Eilish got her start and where others, right? And Bieber's a great example of yeah. that. Um, Sledgehammer from Peter Gabriel is considered the best video of all time. Beat Thriller? Yeah, Thriller's number three. Wow. Vogue What's that, two? Vogue. Madonna. Ah. Sabotage at four. All right. Take on me, hungry like a wolf. Nothing compares to you. The most recent one would be single ladies put a ring on it from Beyonce in '08. Addicted to love and common people from Pulp in '95. That's the top ten. Anything from the Foo Fighters on there? Because they were great with videos yeah, for a while. Nothing. Uh, Nirvana gets number nineteen with "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Okay. So. We, uh, every now and then, we'll take the kids. Uh, we get down the, the YouTube rabbit hole and and looking at like old music videos. Yeah. Um, and there were, there were some, you know, dire straits, money for nothing is one that came up. The other day we were watching Twisted Sister. Oh, that's good. Cool. <laughs> to which the, it's classic. They, they did not know what to think about D. Snyder busting in there. Yeah. It's a classic. I, I would say, uh, for, for ones that I loved, I remember the Guns N' Roses Paradise City, that, uh, concert video. They looked just so incredibly cool at the time. Right. Uh, I didn't get anything. Van Halen and Panama. I think any Van Halen videos were hot for teacher was a great one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't watch them anymore. They're out there and bands. And the great thing about YouTube for so many bands who can't get record deals is that that's the way they can get their music to people. And yeah. for some, it turns them into huge and, and get paid. Oh, I don't know how you feel about this. It doesn't really bother me either way, but I guess some people are not happy with it. McDonald's is getting rid of their self-serve drink stations. They're transitioning to an old school system where the employees will fill the cups. Now, okay. Don't like the removal of the self-serve because they think they can't keep going back and refilling. Right. But that's not true. They aren't taking away the free refills, they say. Although you would think when you uh, go up back to the, uh, to the counter and ask the employee for more of your soda pop, they would maybe make you feel guilt. Well, you've had six of them. Yeah. Diabetes <laughs> online too. <laughs> You know, that's the great thing about self-serve anything, especially at your shopper's drug mart, when you got to get your ointments for your warts and your problems. Right. And your pills for your other problems. Uh-huh. And your condoms because you don't want a problem. <laughs> when you do it up to self-serve, nobody passes judgment. Well, the only problem with that is that people are really pigs. Mm. And, and sometimes that self-serve station is just disgusting. Gross. They have straw wrappers everywhere. And yeah. 
you know, ice dumped around. They're dumping their old chewed on ice and drinks mm-hmm. everywhere. They pour half a glass of something, figure they don't want that again and skip it. And then, you know, if you get, like, we go to the movie theaters, they got those ones where you can select all sorts of different types of things. It's almost too confusing. Oh. It, it, like, if you get stuck behind someone who's new to that. <laughs> yeah. Like yesterday, I went to the, the clinic to do my blood work, and on the way out, you have to pay for your parking mm. before you leave. Oh, yeah, people get confused. And and they don't take cash, right? Which, I don't know who the hell takes cash anymore mm. or pays with cash. But it's a fairly simple system. Mm-hmm. Scan the barcode, tap your card, leave. The two gentlemen in front of me, Seniors, God right? help them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if they were there to see an optometrist or <laughs> had some real issues. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember it being a brain injury clinic, but my goodness. <laughs> I had to once help a lady. I, I felt so bad. She she had the shakes, whatever's going She couldn't get the thing into the... Her hand shook so bad she couldn't get it into the right, slot. Okay. Well, How the hell legit. she drove, I do not know. Yeah, that's true. No, I know. People look at those machines, and it's just uh, confusion. And, yeah, when you get to be of that age, it's tough. Right. Now, let me ask you this. You did the blood work and the urine work, right? Yes, yes. Did you, when you had to take your urine back, you know, there's they got a container, and other people's samples are in that container. Uh-huh. Did you look at any, anybody else's sample and go, oh, he's got something bad. His is a lot no. darker than my urine. No, I want nothing to do with that, because it's a self-serve, speaking of self-serve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you would hope in that situation it's self-serve. That's a terrible job for somebody to have well they got gloves give me your penis let me help you <laughs> that part i mean just drop the drop off part of it oh too. i see i see <laughs> some poor bastard in the bathroom <laughs> some guys would be in there getting checked every day oh yeah what's your name can I buy you a drink <laughs> just yeah. uh, nothing wrong today no uh, so the, the biggest factor, though, uh, and one of the problems with the self-service, as you said, they're gross many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since COVID, the idea of touching the same thing that everybody else has touched seems Especially gross. Especially the lids. Yeah. They've never come up with a really good dispenser system no. for the lids. Like, mm-hmm. you're either taking seven of them or you're putting your hands all over one and putting it back in, which is probably not a good idea either. They say the biggest factor for removing the uh, self-serve uh, pop stations is that uh, not enough people are eating in fast food restaurants anymore. We're either doing pickup or through an app oh, and having true. it delivered. So not many people sit inside anymore. And when you go through drive through they fill your pop for you. So, But it's going to take like 10 years to get rid of these machines, supposedly. Why, I do not know. <laughs> we'll all have been dead from the diabetes from the pop by the time they get rid of the machine. Yesterday, we had the horrific, tragic story of the uh, Wine River in Portugal. I can't remember what I uh, what I read yesterday in regards to the amount of liters that poured out of this uh, distillery. Is it worth like two million bucks or something like that? Uh, it's well, two million liters of wine oh. that uh, spilt about 600,000 gallons. There's a little town in Portugal, uh, just north of Lisbon, and uh, this big distillery is there. And on Sunday, two holding tanks full of wine broke open, both of them went and spilt 2 million liters of red wine into the street. The distillery is looking into what happened, say they'll take full responsibility, and they'll cover the cleanup. Luckily, no one was hurt. One person's basement flooded. <laughs> basement wine. Why, why can't yours flood like I that? Know. <laughs> I know. I don't get any of the breaks. Of course, there's video all over social media of a raging river of wine flowing 
There's also a version uh, with Adele riding down it on an inner tube. So they took a screenshot from her I Drink Wine music video. Many are having fun with it. Somebody said, you want to get this cleaned up in 15 minutes? Just fly in a bunch of middle-aged suburban moms. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to have a big flood, wine is the way to go. Unless you have white carpet. Yeah. You really can tell a home that has children or doesn't have children. Like our house now, we've got like a glass coffee table. <laughs> our kitchen table is glass. <laughs> When you've got kids, your kitchen table is basically like an old barn door. Yeah. You know, you, you just, you can't have anything nice when you have young children. I remember going to a buddy of mine uh, with Daniel, our eldest, when he was very young, we were invited over for dinner. And we went and they had this beautiful white, like shaggy kind of throw, big throw kind of carpet mm. right in the middle of the living room. Beautiful glass table on top of a fireplace, wow. a real fireplace without a like a fortified grate in front of it so the kid doesn't <laughs> throw themselves in it. And you had like a real fire going. And, you know, we just, we, we, we it was a bit of a nerve-wracking experience because I didn't want one Daniel to spill anything on the carpet or, right. you know, fall into the fire or... You know, nowadays you get a call ahead from the parents. Can you completely lock that down? Yeah. Lock that down. Uh, could you actually, we're coming for dinner with our two-year-old. Could you have that fireplace removed, please? <laughs> could you have somebody come in, remove the fireplace? Uh, so, yeah. I remember going through the baby proofing. And then everything's basically ba bought on whether or not it's wipeable. <laughs> <You're right. Yeah. laughs> can this be wiped down? Yeah. Oh, it's just horrific. So gross, kids. Um, see, and, you know, it's funny, too, with even, uh, like, with clothing, I remember, you know, we go out, we did, we made the boneheaded mistake early on of buying Daniel, like, a really cute pair of, like, high-cut Nikes. Mm. Not remembering or realizing or even thinking for a second that his feet grows every hour when they're <laughs> young. And they can't walk. Yeah. I think he wore them, like, once sitting on his grandmother's lap. Yeah. That was about it. And then, you know, you go out and you'd buy them nice stuff and clothing. And then my mother-in-law was at like the dollar store one day and found this little pair of shorts and a tank top for all of about two bucks. I think he wore those till he was 17. <laughs> <laughs> like they got washed a thousand times. You can look at photos of Daniel. It could be a hundred photos of him and he's in that little tank top and shorts. He absolutely loved it. So you never know. And, of course, with the second child, I just mentioned hundreds of photos. There's about three photos of the second child. Yeah, and he's in the same outfit. Yeah, he's a <laughs> hand-me-down. Hey, you're back in the office. You know, the push continues to get everybody back. It is amazing how long. And I don't think any of us ever could have imagined the uh, the downfall or the, uh, the after effects, I guess, of uh, COVID and what we went through in those two years and how we're still on so many different levels, um, battling that cause. You know, they say that uh, we got the new vaccine. I guess that's out and available. You like your flu shot. If you want to do that, that's available for you. So it carries on. COVID isn't going away. We'll just be a part of, you know, our lives now as so many viruses and other things are. But outside of that, economic fallout, mental health fallout, you know, people going back to work or staying at home, it just seems to um, be never-ending, this circle of trying to get back to whatever we believe was life before COVID. 
or we just accept all of this, I guess, as the new normal, which is the most annoying work term. <laughs> Top of the list, number new one. New normal? Is new normal. Right. Uh, I think, and we have joked about this, uh, we were saying a lot during COVID, you do you, and that has become one of my big hated mm. terms. You do you. You shut up, you. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll do me if I want to do me. Right. Um, culture. Culture is a term. I don't really, I guess, work culture, just the word culture. Just culture in general, Corporate yeah. Corporate culture, I guess. Circle back is a work term we hate. We'll circle back to that. Okay, yeah. Well, no one wants to go back. No. Boots on the ground. That's uh, getting people uh, out hustling, selling your product. Mm-hmm. Give 110%. That's always been a sports term that's been annoying as hell, but uh, True. it's used in the workplace now. Annoying and impossible. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do it. Low-hanging fruit. What does low-hanging fruit? Oh, an easy, like an easy, easy pickings. Easy yeah. pickings. Okay. Win-win. It's a win-win. That idea. That's a win-win right there. People don't like that. I don't know. They don't like that. That'll Usually, be- if it's win-win, it's working out in your favor. Yeah. Well, yeah, or the corporate. Favorite. Right. Yes. You know, that, lucky that I, that idea. That's a win-win. <laughs> That's going to move the needle. That's another work phrase we hate. We didn't fire you. That's a win-win. That's right. Think outside the box. That's been around a long time. Yeah. And growth hacking? Growth hacking. It's coming up with cheap and easy ways to expand business or gain exposure. Okay. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, the uh, the one work term we would hate the most is you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, well sometimes many not. times when you hear that, you're expecting to hear it already. Once had a um, once had a, a boss. I said, uh, I don't know that I could ever be a boss. I don't know that I could ever be in the position of hiring and firing. Certainly, the firing, I would I would lose sleep if I knew the next day. Going in, I was going to have to call Joe into my office and let him go. Right. I don't know that I could do it. It would keep me awake all night. And uh, and this boss said no almost all the time. Joe is either knew it was coming or is just relieved it's over. Right. You know, because people, when, when they've had enough of a workplace, nobody wants to quit because we want the severance. Mm-hmm. So you hang in there, but you do the bare minimum. You start taking heat. People notice your attitude change. And you're just waiting for that call. Right. I mean, I literally woke up one morning uh, in April of, I want to say, 06. And I woke up and I hopped out of bed and I went to the shower and I was just in a great mood. And I thought to myself, why are you in such a great mood? You hate this job you're going to. Right. You despise the people you work with. <laughs> oh, so it's a trend for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't despise you yet. You wait till I turn. Oh, great. And I was dancing on air, and I knew in my gut I was being fired that day. And I was. Really? I sensed it that morning in the shower. And I went in, did the work, got off the air, got called into the boss's office. <laughs> Strolled on down. It's spring. I know I'm under contract. Hand me the paperwork. <laughs> I'm going home for the summer. <laughs> and I did. 
I went home hard. <laughs> Via the bar? I had my lost summer. I I swear, a buddy of mine, he was a fireman, so, you know, they work once every six months. Right. <laughs> or whatever their schedule is. He, uh, he showed up. And again, I don't know. Well, I guess I'd been talking a lot about my situation with uh, with friends and family. And uh, I get uh, I get home, and uh, Maria's at work. I call her on the way home, and you're not going to believe it. I got fired. And uh, and he shows up at my door like like it's like 11 a.m. with uh, vodka and uh, Caesar mix. <laughs> and we started a tradition every morning that he wasn't working. Where Maria would go off to work and the kids would be doing whatever. Well, certainly through April, May, and into school. School. Yeah. He'd, he, as soon as they were gone from the house, he'd be over and we'd start into the Caesars. Wow! And we did it every like all summer till I took my job in Windsor in August. So April, May, June, July, I was drunk for four months. <laughs> Cops showed up at the house with the music up too loud. It was we were having parties at our place every day. The kids were young. They were they were running around the neighborhood. I didn't know where they were half the time. Neighbors loved you. Well, most of the neighbors were at the house <laughs> drinking on my severance package. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.